Less alone, more alive. I'm Karen Thurston. I'm Anissa Naishira. I'm Ben Grace. And I'm Flamey Grant. Welcome to Heathen. Hi, Heathens. Hi, Heathens. Guess what we're starting now? I caught my fellow podcast co-host off guard. Wow, are we going? Oh my gosh. It's a podcast now. Time. It was just us being goofballs and conversing, and now it's podcast. You said the magic words. Ding, ding, ding. Now it's begun. Welcome to the second in uh, our new arrangement of four co-hosts all together. We don't do this. This is not the norm. Mm-hmm. We've been splitting off into twos and going and talking to strangers. Yeah, four of, four of us is a lot. Four of us attacking one stranger. Like, so I don't, much. I don't think, it's not nice. I don't think strangers would want to come on the show if, no, if we were true. like, hello. That is correct. Here are four of us. You would not enjoy it. That'd be fun for them. Yeah. So we pair off. And or we, for the listeners. Yeah. <laughs> just, just like Noah's animals on the ark. We go two by two. Two by two. Yeah. Oh, or or cool. the disciples, didn't they do that too? Yeah, and the oh, Mormons yeah, they when they go on the and Mormons, and Mormons also, yeah. 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 It's a very good strategy. Buddy system. <laughs> <laughs> Accountability. My kids Accountability. Do it when they go to the bathroom. <laughs> okay. Someone come Heathens, with me. <laughs> how many of you have we triggered so far? <laughs> oh wow. Bring a chaperone. <laughs> It'll be fine. Oh my gosh. Well, I've called this meeting today because we've decided. <laughs> People don't have the visual of the fact that we're sitting at like a boardroom. We are. It's a very <laughs> fancy table. A very fancy boardroom table. Also, I apologize if in the background you can hear some little nibbles on a, on a dog bone, because uh, that is happening in the room as well. There it's is me. a dog. <laughs> Karen, Karen, we asked you to turn Karen, off your mic. Karen's when... chewing on a dog bone. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh. So thank you guys for coming to talk about drag with me. Mm. I'm excited. You're welcome. I live here. <laughs> Thanks for coming downstairs, Karen. Anytime. She was going to protest. Um, I don't know what we're doing. I don't know where, where this conversation is going to go, but we've been talking about it for a while that it'd be interesting to have a conversation with us um, about drag and gender and all these fun things. Mm-hmm. Um, as you may know, heathens, uh, I recently retired Matthew Blake um, from this podcast. And uh, we hired Flamey Grant mm-hmm. on the podcast. It's a just a whole weird internal conversation. It's just me. <laughs> it's just me talking in a slightly higher register. <laughs> Not really. I just use my same register. But um, yes, I've been doing drag for like a year now. Yes. Basically, mm-hmm. pandemic has that's been my, my pandemic project. And there's like Halloween of mm-hmm. 2019. Halloween yeah. was the first time I ever did drag. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I was. was that... I remember being very confused. You did. It was so amazing, and I were walking in and going, "Who is this person?" I don't think I said hi to you at first <laughs> because I was like, "I don't know who that is." I'm just gonna walk awkwardly this direction. Oh my god! And then I was like, "Oh my goodness!" That is funny, actually. Yeah, I totally um, do. Your know. memory is suspect, I will say, because it was not good drag. <laughs> well, how about this? I just didn't know who you were. <laughs> okay, that, that makes that checks out because there was a I mean, lot of random paint that on was the face. For sure. I mean, it was like Halloween, and also that yeah. was just 
like, oh, there's this person. And I had to gear up to like meet a new person. Yeah. <laughs> and then I realized that she's I was tall. Me. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh. That was the night that you were you came out and you're like, how does lipstick? Like how <laughs> How does one lipstick? How does it? How? <laughs> how does it? I don't know. I, understand. I tried it. Well, not the first time. That's how. Just not well the first time. That's just the way that it goes. (laughs) So many how does it along along the journey. Yeah. I want to know when you first encountered drag, what what you thought of it when you first encountered it. So my very, very first. Well, I mean, gosh, I don't know. I'm sure there was some sort of like. Actually, I do know. I do Mm. know. It was um, uh, Tu Wong Fu. Love Julie Newmar, uh, whatever that, it's the long ass title, but you know, Tu Wong Fu, that movie with Patrick Swayze and mm-hmm. uh, John Leguizamo and um, Wesley Snipes, <laughs> like the other one, yeah, Wesley Snipes. The other one. Uh, <laughs> so, I that came out when I was probably middle school, I think, mm-hmm. and I remember seeing the the ads for it and being very intrigued mm-hmm. like what are these what are these men doing in dresses I do not understand <laughs> and I want to know more how does drag how does drag <laughs> and um, so I, I I called up my friend that I would go to movies with you remember when you had to like call the movie phone and oh my listen to a message that was five minutes long being like do you want to see this movie? It's playing at 1 p.m., 2 p.m., 3 p.m. <laughs> oh shoot I missed I it I the movie phone guy <laughs> yeah yes yeah, so Tu Wong Fu I call my friend who I go to see movies with in middle school. One of our parents would drive us to the theater, naturally. Mm-hmm. And I said, this is the one I want to see. And she was like, you you know what that's about, right? And I was like, well, no. That's kind of why I want to see it. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm confused. I haven't made a value judgment up front about this. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not. Um, and... And it was her hesitation and her like, oh, I don't think we should see that. That made me not see it. Yeah. Mm. Oh. So I didn't. I never saw Tu Wong Fu until I was probably, I was in my 30s for sure. I know that much. Mm. So that would have been my very first encounter mm. with the thing I didn't know how to name and didn't know what it was, but yeah. it intrigued me. And like, it's a little twinkle in my middle school eye. Yeah. Um, I kind of want to know what movie you did see. <laughs> to be fair <laughs> sorry you don't have to remember that part of your life but. I don't know Jurassic Park probably uh, but I saw Jurassic Park a lot in the theater when it came out so let's just say that we'll that's good that. because dinosaurs have never caused any controversy for Christians <laughs> <laughs> much safer that's true. I mean what about y'all did y'all have what was the first time you ever remember realizing drag was a thing I think Monty Python but but, you know I'm saying I don't think that's drag drag but I think the idea of Mm cross-dressing and but I think it was only ever presented to me as humorous Mm -hmm. right and it was only ever like men in dresses are only ever funny and we can't take this seriously and it's not actually a thing uh, that we kind of do it's a it's very much this countercultural. this is not normal so we can't take it seriously so we can't actually talk about it and have any dialogue about it but it was very prevalent, honestly, in the church I grew up in, which is really strange. Like, Monty Python was, was huge. <laughs> Wait, drag was like prevalent drag. in the church <laughs> that Monty you grew up? This cross-dressing yes. situation oh, in the, youth group the, the and stuff was huge. Because yeah, sure, sure, Monty sure. Python okay. was such totally. a big thing. Yep. And so people would do it often, like at a youth group, like Variety Night. Mm-hmm. It was a real mm-hmm. thing. And, but I think, obviously, a lot of that, I think, also has to do with this, this idea of men deriding women. Yep. Yep. 
So it's always built into this, you know, patriarchal bullshit. Yeah, yeah, that's something else. That's isn't it funny seeing a man, a man brought to the level of like, hardy har har har. Mm-hmm. He's he's a woman now, and that, I feel like that's a that that I could say yeah e- easy early 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 in my life was that a, a funny thing? Whoa, he's wearing a dress, the funniest thing we ever saw in our whole whole lives. Uh, I don't know from the dawn of mm-hmm. memory. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I mean, the first, not for comedic effect, drag that I was probably aware of was probably like Shakespeare, like yeah. historical mm-hmm. yeah. Shakespeare, like yeah. men playing women in the theater because I was a theater kid. So that's probably the first time that that concept appeared to me of like a, a, a man who identified as male dressing and passing as female mm-hmm. for the purpose of a production. Right. Yeah. Totally. Um, or even for a plot. I mean, Twelfth Night. It, the whole plot hinges mm-hmm. yeah. on on kind of the the man dressing as a woman and sort of doing this whole thing. So yeah. So Shakespeare, and then high school. I mean, I was I was a theater kid, and I grew up near San Francisco, so mm-hmm. I was pretty aware, pretty young, that there was a theater scene. I knew who RuPaul was relatively mm-hmm. early on, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, that was just always, I think, a thing that I was aware of i don't remember when i went to my first drag show but it was probably college somewhere mm-hmm. in there mm, wow yeah. yeah well san francisco you know yeah, yeah. but still man that's like yeah jealous <laughs> <laughs> yeah a little little roller with the theater kids little evangelical kid who was just in there like Sing. i'm just here yeah in I- the world but not of the world <laughs> <laughs> see you were more in the world than i was though because yeah. i was a theater kid too and we i mean but you know christian school like our theater yeah. was like the edited version of sound of music yeah you know mm-hmm. like we had to cut edited things version out of sound of mu- what did you cut out of sound of music <laughs> the kiss i i was i was oh yeah wow. i was uh who's the guy who's 16 going on 17 <laughs> rolf yeah rolf I played Rolf, and we couldn't, you know, we couldn't kiss. They're oh, supposed yeah. to kiss in the rain. What's the point oh, of no, going on see. 17, then, if you can't kiss? Yeah. <laughs> I wow. was definitely in a secular, like, a public high school. Yes. My, yeah. my best uh, guy friend in high school, Marshall, actually, who is a cis straight white dude, but he wore a dress to our senior prom, and his girlfriend wore a suit, and they just did nice. it to do it. He had, like, the pi- like spiky, hot pink punk hair, and he wore, like, a <laughs> oh, spiked fun. collar and a big poofy dress, that's and awesome. it was great. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was definitely, my school was definitely not a religious environment. Yeah. And that, I yeah. think, changed a lot of things for me, for sure. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. As we found out last night, we watched Rent, that you kind of, you as a high schooler went to New York City and watched a whole bunch of shows, yeah. including Rent, which, you know, is, is I not, encountered you know, Angel most Christians, I didn't think, <laughs> would be like going off to seeing Rent. And, yeah. yeah. Right. It's definitely yeah. a Rent PG-13 was, plus. Like. Yeah. Rent was step one in my deconstruction. Right? 100%. Yeah. Rent was deconstruction step one. Today yeah. for you, tomorrow for mm-hmm. me. Angel, mm-hmm. Angel was the first drag queen that I loved. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. 100%. That's fabulous. I mean, yeah, that would be my first drag queen. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. That would be in Rent? Yeah. yeah I... Okay. So, theater kid, and we we sang the Rent soundtrack. I didn't see it um, forever, but we we sang it at every, like, getting ready. You know, that was, like, the soundtrack of getting ready for whatever show we were doing. Yep. And so, yeah, that was... I don't think the first time I probably knew what was going on. Exactly, right. you know? Just, yeah. But it, took me, it probably took me a while to figure it out, but... That's just me taking a minute oh. to catch on. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that I'm like, same, same uh, character. Uh, uh, yeah, oh. and RuPaul because 
Yeah. That was like RuPaul in, in our house. Just like yeah. Watching RuPaul. I was actually, today I watched the Supermodel video. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my oh. Gosh. I was just getting ready for today. <laughs> I was excited about it. <laughs> getting in the like, zone. <laughs> Let's watch. <laughs> so in your family home, you guys would rush RuPaul? I'm, my family is not like, my my family is very, um, at least my parents, like superstitious, probably more. Oh. I always say, they would say that. My parents would not say that. They would say they're very religious. They're not. Like they're, <laughs> <laughs> they go but to church wrong. religiously. And I always, I mean, I always thought they were very, I mean, very heathen, you know, yeah, growing yeah. up, like especially once I got into like youth group and really into that, I was like, my parents are so scandalous, but you know, we watched a lot of things at our house that evangelical Christians would probably be like, uh, your parents aren't very good Christians. So yeah, RuPaul just being right in the midst of that. My, I have an aunt that actually really was like, loves RuPaul. (laughs) She watches like, she watches all the seasons of drag race. And I saw, I've seen a couple with her, Oh, yeah. I want to meet your aunt. <laughs> I know. She should be my aunt. She's fun. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, it's never been necessarily anything that like was super shocking other than like when I got into high school and like later in high school and got a little more like holier than thou mm-hmm. and was like, well, maybe that's not okay. And mm-hmm. just, yeah, I don't know. Just that. Never mind. Like, I can't like this thing. And yeah. That. Yeah, I get that. I mean, that was I, I, so much internal like deconstruction had to happen for me. I mean, this is, I, the term late bloomer just applies to so many parts of my life from yeah. coming out to deconstructing to, you know, just knowing myself, like yeah. all of the things. And like, who starts drag at 38? Like, you know, <laughs> not a lot of people. Most you do. But, like, some great. of us do. Some of us do. But, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's, I think it's great and wonderful and fabulous when kids in their mm-hmm. teens and, and 20s even are like, oh, this is like an art form for me that I can yeah. express myself Start through. And, yeah. It's amazing seeing the young kids coming on to RuPaul's Drag Race, right? Wow. And they just, and there's not a lot of the stigma that, they, that yeah. they used to be around all the kind of stuff. And they're able to just, just walk into their queerness and completely mm-hmm. like inhabit it in a way that I think like our generation, nowhere yeah. near, you know, there's yeah. always going to be the hangups. I think there's yeah. always going to be the stigma on top of all of it. Because it's been modeled now for, yeah. you know, 13 mm-hmm. seasons through this show as well. Like, like that is the pop culture reference, obviously, right, for, right. for drag now. And like even watching the, the those earlier seasons, the stories of the contestants mm. who come on, they're so dramatically different now because it is, it's like, yeah, I grew up watching the queens from season one and two right. and three. And like, right. and I just, that knew that's what I wanted to be. And the queens from season one, and two and three were like I had to like l- literally fight like, yeah. <laughs> fist fight people to get to do I what I wanted to make this up yeah, yeah. I had to in- yeah. yeah invent this and like and search it out like dig it out like that's the thing I I, I just there's so much of life I had no idea existed right. like right. was an option to me because nothing was modeled except for one very specific narrow yep. path and, yeah. and and it was done by by keeping us in a Christian school and by making mm-hmm. sure that we were at every church function and right. then the family was just a, you know an extension really of the, of the family was an extension of church let's mm-hmm. put it, not <laughs> not vice versa which is how yeah. it probably should be but um yeah when we were the last generation to grow up without the internet you know mm-hmm. so true 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 yep, like yep, that yep. just wasn't yeah it's changed everything 
right now you know it's it's really hard to keep your kids from knowing things (laughs) you can try but it is hard it is hard to create that sense of isolation it can be done people are still doing it and fighting really hard to do it but um what a different world it is today to be able to google Mm. (laughs) what is this men in dress in this movie that i saw a preview of what is that and to just look it up like how how different your experience would have been if you had just clicked over to your next your browser window (laughs) and googled it you know because i got shamed out of seeing tu wang fu by a friend a peer like imagine if i had gone to my parents and been like will you please take me to this movie Mm -hmm. like the shame that would have been uh so yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's no way to know about things back then. <laughs> unless, yeah, unless, unless, you, someone unless someone was willing, was willing to, tell to tell you. Exactly, yeah. yep. Mm. Yeah. And Flemmy wouldn't exist without makeup videos on YouTube. I mean, there's so much stuff that's so available much. to you instantly now yeah. to yeah. kind of create this world and to kind of to have the whole experience of being able to do it, being able to kind of build community around it, being able to kind of get feedback on it. It's, it's mm. extraordinary, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, no. Instead, the the journey was um, <laughs> the journey was the prescribed path of manhood that I mm. spent a good twenty years, you know, hacking away parts of myself in order to fit into mm-hmm. what that was supposed to look like. And I know we, we've talked about this before, Ben. Like you have your own experience with that too. Mm-hmm. Like, um, it's it it. it it's not just a a process of making sure that you fit in, fit in or are accepted in those spaces, but it's it's the like the in, the, re, the inverse side of that is mm-hmm. um, all that you lose mm-hmm. and, and don't even realize or recognize is part of you um, because it, <laughs> there's so much in the past two years that I've remembered from childhood Mm -hmm. like moments that I um, was, it was very clear like from the get go that this would have been something I would have like, this is a path that would have gone down real fast. Like Mm -hmm. just from the getting into my mom's makeup and Mm -hmm. walking out in her heels and everybody kind of laughing at me and having, I have have that memory of like coming out in a nightgown Mm -hmm. and there's even a picture actually, there's there's a picture my, my somebody took of me and they kept it. Mm -hmm. Um, I was really young, like, I don't know, three, four. Um, and so I, I I have those moments of memory that are like, have come back to me like, oh my gosh, yeah. I remember getting in trouble for playing with my mom's lipstick. Mm. <laughs> I remember when I was forbidden to, to go in her closet anymore. Like that's, that became, that was a rule that was like imposed on me at some point because apparently there was a penchant for doing that. <laughs> and, yeah. um, and so, I mean, if you had asked me at age 25 or 30, like if I thought there was any inclination in me to want to do drag or just explore my gender in general, I would like hardcore. No. Yeah. And to, to, I mean, to the point where I'm, you know, I almost have to like confess and, and I'm a little ashamed of it. Just the internalized misogyny and homophobia that I had going on. Y'all, I've said some shit in my day, like mm-hmm. uh, some yeah. shit. <laughs> uh, I mean, not literally. Like I have said things to people's faces um, uh, that I so deeply regret. Th- that I was part of the perpetuation of the misogynistic and the um, the patriarchal yeah. um, 
way. Um, you but, are not alone there. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Th- thankfully, like, I got, got really some community. Like girls, they're so needy and hard yeah. to hang out with. Oh, boy. And they're just like, so president. much drama. So emotional. Too emotional. <laughs> like, I mean, those are things I've said out loud. I, I'm in a whole different life, but you know, now I'm like, oh god, guys yeah. are so much easier to connect with. And, like, just <laughs> less complicated and easier to understand. They make more sense. Fuck me. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Not anyway, sorry, we were having a moment. No, Continue. that's a beautiful moment. It made me cry. It made me cry. I'm like, yeah. Because we are, we're, I, I, we all have to unpack and unearth and dig ourselves out of yeah. the, the things that, um, yeah, just yeah. The, the, the beliefs of our, our parents and our cultures and our, our, our faith communities that, you know, we carried with us for so long. Yeah. Yep. I, I remember arguing, um, early on in my journey, um, as accepting my queer identity, uh, which I just would have said, you know, I'm gay or I'm same sex attracted or whatever Mm -hmm. back then. But, um, arguing like with, like out loud with people about, about how, um, and I, I don't know what kind of trigger warning I should put on this right now, but I just want to say I absolutely adore and love my trans friends and Mm -hmm. you're beautiful and valued. And I'm sorry that I said things to the extent uh, of, of, um, I, I literally said, like, I don't want the T in LGBT mm-hmm. to be there because I don't feel like it's part of the same thing. I feel like yeah. we're different things. I, you know, mine's a sexual attraction. And I don't know what that is. I don't understand that. And I'm deeply sorry for the ways that mm-hmm. I, I had those conversations out loud in public with people. Um, and yeah. it, it took a lot of unlearning and uh, learning, obviously, from people who have those experiences and um you know are (laughs) are trans and are um non-binary and all of the things before i even could like recognize it oh my gosh like i have i have gender stuff that i haven't unpacked or processed like i so firmly believed that i was male and male in the way that society says you're male and um and a and a, a you know gosh it's been like wild <laughs> uh realizing yeah. some of those things i think that's the mind fuck of misogyny though is because it says there's a one-size-fits-all way that this kind of works <laughs> and you have to also pass down the sins of the fathers mm-hmm. so because you were kicked and because you were hurt you also just need to do the same like it just keeps everybody in line yeah, like it's yeah. just such a rigid system that doesn't require it doesn't allow you to step outside of that at all to mm-hmm. question it, to do any of that kind of stuff. So I, I totally get that for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's where I start to get really excited about the continued and hopefully eventual complete breakdown of binary gender, just of this, because even if you look at, I'm, I'm, even if you look at what is happening with drag, at least from, from my observation, what it appears to me is happening in drag now is we're getting more and more of these, of the identity of drag is less binary. It's less big mm. boobs and mm-hmm. high, high heels and big blonde hair. And now we're getting the crystal methods and we're getting yeah. these, these, uh, this, this version of a drag Got queen mm-hmm. that isn't just this... <laughs> a barbie right like there's a different 
even Barbie is less Barbie, right? <laughs> and I think that there, as we get to the point, because I think the root of so much of this is that glitter is not a hallmark of femininity. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. But we have decided that glitter is feminine. So then we create this world where like, if you at three like glitter, there's a whole gender identity conversation that has to happen there. Mm. That my hope is that at some point, glitter stops having a gender (laughs) at all. Glitter is just glitter. (laughs) And glitter is just glitter. And heels are just heels. (laughs) And a dress is just a dress. And you can just wear whatever the fuck makes you happy without it being an identity. Not Mm -hmm. that there's anything wrong with it being Mm -hmm. an identity. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful that it is a huge identity piece for so many people. Mm -hmm. And how lovely when you don't have to make an identity decision Exactly. To make a wardrobe decision. I think that's why it is still so deeply tied to identity is because it almost has, you almost have to have the, the reverse side of the mirror. Like you, you need to create a community. We all need community and, uh, you know, staking your, your, your high heel in the ground. (laughs) Like that's, that's, you know, a, a, just a way of like, where are my people, you know? And, and, um, but, but yes, more and more so it's, it is like, it's so inspiring to see so many kids these days. Like, <laughs> listen to me, kids these days. <laughs> um, but you know, folks younger than our generation who are just like being who they are, and it doesn't the the labels are being just like disregarded or not like I don't need one. I don't need I don't need a label for this. It's just me yeah, right. doing yeah. what brings me joy or makes me feel whole or mm-hmm. you know whatever uh, whatever the reason there's so many reasons to to be who you need to be and um it's fabulous it's funny watching i think in the in drag world how those conversations are evolving and evo- evolving fast like there's still a bit of pressure sometimes from the judges on rupaul drag race to mm-hmm. say you need to shape your body mm-hmm. i.e the idea of yep. a, a drag queen is, is curves mm-hmm. whereas you know um i think on the whole i'm really impressed by drag race about how body positive it is towards larger bodied people mm-hmm. and yet some of the super skinny people get shit mm-hmm. so it's kind of funny how he's how we sort of kind of get that thing is still not it, there's still an idea about that that's still being deconstructed in in the moment totally and and you know i mean my favorite queen on this series is utica i mean, I just love <laughs> i think she's a real artist it's quirky as hell and yeah. I, I really like the fact that that it's not this classic you know she's not the classic girl figure mm. she's just this tall lanky yeah kind of thing and she's that classic uh clothes horse model kind of kind of body uh-huh. and so she can do all these weird and wonderful things on it and i just i love that um, but yeah, I still think there's a lot of things, you know, that are at play in, and I think this whole gender conversation is so new just in society, mm-hmm. like on the surface. Yeah. Like I feel like this idea of that gender is a spectrum mm-hmm. is an idea that really only has existed for a couple of years in the mainstream. Mm-hmm. In the mainstream. Yeah. And, it, and, and that's why it's pissing so many people yeah, off. Yeah, people have such a hard time with it. There's yeah. like... You know, the whole conversation about toys comes up so regularly mm-hmm. about gendered toys. And it's just like, you don't, why, just are, potato why are you head. angry about <laughs> <laughs> Like, why are you so angry about there being no 
boy and girl toy section, you know? Like, what do you think will happen? <laughs> Maybe the boys will wear glitter. <laughs> right? And it's... And, and then... And, but even seeing, like, seeing, like, drag as this art form and just seeing how, like, creative it can be. And ex- I love that. I love seeing it. And, and for my kids to see the creativity that that is, like, that... I don't know. And that they can do it or not do it and great, you know? Yeah. And just feeling, I, I don't know. I know people get up in arms about all kinds of things, but just it's so interesting how, like, stressed out people seem to be about what toys their kids play with and how to right. gender their kids and yeah. what their kids are wearing and just even thinking about, like, you as a little boy and just, like, wanting to do this, like, how playing dress up in general like why can't mm-hmm. you just play dress up yeah like yeah. it's all fun and pretend and why does it matter if like because of hell <laughs> i mean that's really the that's, thing and that's yeah. like at the yeah. end of the day i think that that's w- what hopefully someday we're going to get under because that is just yeah i think that's all that's the only argument that makes sense yeah. is because of hell it is yeah. because playing dress up leads to glitter, which leads to drag, which leads to being gay, which leads to hell, which is just, that is the toxic story yeah. that will be doubled down and doubled down and doubled down on until it dies, until it dies. Yeah. And there's so much good work going on to try right. to kill it. Yes. And we've got so much farther to go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that's, that makes a lot of sense and just. In finding the root of that, like, in finding the root of, like, why, yeah, in finding the root of why we care and why, why I don't care, but why people care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and how they're, how they're seeing kids. I mean, you know, my, my big dream is that my kids don't feel like they have to ever, like, come out as anything, you know, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. that they just do the things that make them feel happy and that you know that it feels loving and that feels makes them feel whole right (laughs) you know but yeah just how that how do we i don't know just teaching this this, the little the littles you know and i love that they're gonna get to see like their answer to that question like when did you first experience drag is so so different (laughs) because i don't know (laughs) like like, oh one of the people who preached to us at church (laughs) exactly and just being able to have that just be which i get is what i know there are people who are afraid of things being the norm that's part of their fear because hell but right because hell man that's just what i want it's not the problem really Mm -hmm. take away hell and then you get Suddenly rid of a lot of stuff. Suddenly everything is fine. Suddenly yeah. including, love wins Including a lot of money and income that the church relies <laughs> oh, on. Oh, yeah. wait. Do you what? think that maybe religion is mostly about power and control? Mm. What? That's another episode, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. It runs through the fibros of every episode that we do. <laughs> That's all we ever talk about. I was thinking about the intersection between capitalism and gender, mm. right? Because a lot of the people who are up in arms about the boys and girls aisles in Target, Mm -hmm. right? Like, why are you concerned about, like, these things being segregated in a store? But the same thing about, you know, men's and women's clothes. Right. That that the segregation works for capitalism. Mm -hmm. And I'm always just totally intrigued about how conservative Christians (laughs) are on the side of capitalism all the time, Mm -hmm. it seems to me. And I'm just kind of like, 
but why do you care where you go in the store and that there is a certain thing for this and a certain thing for that mm-hmm. like why does that matter mm-hmm. but somehow that if it's not organized you know in our yeah. mind into these like binaries into these little boxes we freak the fuck out because mm-hmm. all the yeah. rules go out the window I'm just like <laughs> or you just wander around the store which is what you do anyway <laughs> how will we how will we charge the pink tax yeah, yeah. it is and because you have the categories you, you're able to then create the ideal yeah. right. you that's create right. yeah. the the perfect representation of what the woman is and you know mm. that's who's that's who's on the banner above the women's section right. mm-hmm. the boy mm-hmm. and the boys section and all that and it's like oh her I have to look like her mm-hmm. so here's the top that she's wearing here's the shoes that are on that picture mm-hmm. or in the TV show I saw or you know whatever fashion runway world's and, a stage. Um, yeah exactly so so yes it very much works for capitalism mm-hmm. yeah um, if you didn't have a gender yeah. <laughs> and people can be whoever or whatever they want then how do you market to them and how do you <laughs> yeah. you need this to make you more like this yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. yeah. how do you tell them we they're not enough yeah. yeah well that I mean that is that is I mean marketing is my job right your job it's, yeah. it's our job and like it, no question fear is the absolute best motivator uh as far as emotion goes that's how when you you try to buy a new car and they're like we're gonna sell to somebody else we buy it right now like that's 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 all it is and so this fear of i won't meet that ideal i won't be this thing that is 98 percent of the marketing that you see in the world Mm -hmm. is playing directly into that idea even if it's doing it and calling it empowering you know Mm -hmm. even if it's saying to you like this is for your empowerment and mm-hmm. your thing. You're like, funny. Like, it's weird that I have to buy something from you mm-hmm. in order to be the best version of myself. Mm-hmm. Like, that does feel like a weird thing. Yeah. yeah. Now we, as a multinational corporation, are going to, you know, put things on the shelves for black hair. That You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Instead of, you know, all, all the stores, all the mom-pop stores have always been carrying that shit and always been looking after that community. Thank but you. suddenly, we're here for you. Yeah. yeah. Big mummy, big daddy capitalism is going to embrace you. It's yeah. nice so cynical. You don't even have the good stuff anyway. <laughs> Still got to go. Y'all don't stores. know what you are doing. <laughs> it turns out. The, the, when the fear, so yes, the hell, absolutely, but it's the fear of hell and so much more yeah. too it's the fear and that's what pisses me off um the fear and the anxiety that we've instilled and created in in, in people to to force us into the the roles that we mm-hmm. that, that they want us to play and when that goes away that'll be a gorgeous day yeah. mm-hmm. um, here's what i hope that like selfishly this is my hope because you know we joke a lot about like if men got pregnant then like birth control would be a much easier <laughs> much to easier attain to and like much better. so here's my hope as a six foot tall woman cis straight woman my hope is that drag and this blending of gender and sort of this continued progression will eventually result in longer fucking pants <laughs> that fit my body this is how i have figured out how to make it about me and it's like this the jeans are gonna get longer more places and i'm gonna be so happy you're welcome i hope this for you i mean this is the, I, this is the part of the conversation where <laughs> Where Karen gets to revel and relish in all of the the <laughs> the learning opportunities I've had along the way of what it is like to be to be a female 
per mm. human being in in America in the world today. And yes, it is a fucking. <laughs> Should we go down? The what list? have you learned? Should we go down the list of flamey flamey uh, things? I mean, I mean yeah, obviously the underwire bras. Right? Yeah. Oh, gosh, don't <laughs> do that. <laughs> Oh, I mean, yeah. thank you, thank you for sharing that with me now. After I, sorry, <laughs> after I did it, <laughs> I, I will from now on. You're gonna be my first. Stop. Like, should I win this? Help. Never. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I can't even. I can't even like count all the things, but the obvious things from heels and corsets, and mm. I feel like I feel like a lot of them have happened right here in this room when we've been doing Heathen Happy Hour. I'll, mm. I'll comment on something, and you'll be like, mm, "Yes, <laughs> I know this well." Yes, Interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is a it is a fascinating. That's been a fascinating experience for me to watch you discover these things. Um, and also, that is the that's the part where I've I've found in in living this and being so intimately part of this with you for this year, where it's it's just <laughs> it's, it's we're in it. <laughs> You're the only person who sees Flamey live. Right. <laughs> yeah. The two of you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. she walking around yeah. the house in pads and and, 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 <laughs> and, I, and uh, let me be clear, I love that and I love the beauty and challenge and color and magic and sparkle that drag brings into our lives. I love that my daughter is like. When I when I ask her like what are some of the good things about sharing a house with Matthew and Chris, she's like, "Well, I'm not the only one who likes to get dressed up and like sparkly Aww. things." And I'm like, "That is such a great thing because you're right. Left to my own devices, you probably would not get to play dress up. <laughs> like, we only have lots of makeup because we keep inheriting it from Flame. So um, that is it is beautiful and i have learned that there are points in this conversation and in in just the the being surrounded by drag that do hit these things in me where i'm just like <gasps> mm-hmm. why and then i have like a whole karen crisis where i'm like fuck me like i've got a I'm not being a good ally now and like this is all very because I'm like having my own thing and like because then so you know my whole like woke identity is suddenly shaken and I'm like oh god what am I doing I can't have a crisis and it is there is an interesting I think Kate captured it really well when you were pointing out how like there's something when the corset cuts across and you get the the back fat thing that happens to Uh everybody who Uh has ever put on a any spanks, anything yeah. that's cinched will just immediately <laughs> highlight for you like, everything oh, that's wrong with you. You're like, great, thank you. That's wonderful. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you were like, yeah, that keeps you humble. And Kate's like, yeah, that's a shame thing for me. Mm-hmm. Like, it's deeper than humility. It's shame. And mm-hmm. I think that there are, there are these places where all of a sudden, out of nowhere, like watching you have that experience and then being able to take it off. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's where, like, yeah. you'll have that experience and then you'll take it off. Mm-hmm. And then that's where I'm just like, Oh, I feel tired. Mm-hmm. I feel tired watching that. <laughs> it just makes me feel tired. And and there's so much in that. I think there's so much as this continues and as it expands in its beautiful, glorious way. I think there's so much that we all learn from each other mm-hmm. in it. Um, and I think the thing I find most fascinating is where where can we use that? Where can we mm-hmm. use those moments where we go, ooh, that one stung to then figure out all the little intersectional how Mm -hmm. we become how we move this whole thing up you Mm -hmm. know how we how we all smash the goddamn patriarchy Mm -hmm. (laughs) together right like what does that look like to to root out the bits of misogyny that are that are everywhere because we have been swimming in the water right 
since the dawn of time. Yeah. yeah. Literally. Yeah. Since the, the literal dawn of time. <laughs> yes. With cavemen yeah. pulling women by their hair across, the, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Um, when the first woman was blamed for everything, for the whole sin of mankind, <laughs> for instance. Oh, when everybody wanted to go out and the first woman started bleeding and she's like, well, Mm-hmm. shit <laughs> this, is, this is inconvenient i guess i'll have to buy really expensive tampons um i mean yeah it's so in, it's interesting how it's in everything that's it's not just in like christian culture there's that weird like i think about with my kids and how like my, how people respond to them and like especially in my family people that don't really care when we can watch drag and it's fine and then when my son chooses glitter or he chooses a dress or whatever like it's a it can be a thing or it's not even a thing it's just like a oh uh should he be doing that you Mm -hmm. know like is that oh well or you know trying to shop for clothes for birthdays or christmas and it's like well that's in this section i'm like well like my daughter likes that too, you know, yeah. like these, yeah. these Minecraft isn't gendered and it doesn't, or she doesn't have, Legos don't have to be pink and purple right. for her to play with them. No. Uh, <laughs> they don't. <laughs> but that like, even though like, honestly, if the same kids decide they wanted to do full drag, they would be like, support it. They would say yes. Right. But mm. there's this weird like, oh, but if they're not doing that, then like, should mm. they do the in between space? Yeah, there's yeah. it's an in between place. It's yeah. very in the in everything that yeah. we just yeah in the culture and people don't even recognize it. So I like to point it out. Yeah. <laughs> like right. why does doesn't matter? My kids can wear whatever they want. They mm-hmm. you know we can I can wear whatever I want. Like all of those saying it out loud and helping like yeah. helping people mm-hmm. see the flaws in what they're thinking. I guess it's such a it's it's a very important part of the drag quote unquote discussion mm-hmm. to 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 talk about how it impact to talk about the intersectionality of everything always mm-hmm. right yeah. like that's it's always important for that and i think especially here because drag did develop as this these like little tiny safe haven spaces yeah, yeah. for queer men typically mm-hmm. um who didn't have anywhere else right like you couldn't <laughs> You, you just couldn't. There just weren't places for it. And now, you know, it is. It's out in culture. And it's, like, yeah. emerged in the forefront of, of all of our... We all, we're all aware now in a way that we couldn't have been back then. And as such, I mean, it's funny. Like, Drag Race, the, the fandom of Drag Race is largely, like, I would say <laughs> probably, like young straight women like mm-hmm. are Absolutely. huge fans of this thing yeah. and so we have to like we have to have these conversations and reckon with the fact that like okay what it it's you're no longer in a, in a seedy dark little bar in the corner yeah, right. hidden away from the world like right. you're out here and yeah. what are we contributing <laughs> to the are, are is are we somehow inadvertently yes yeah. contributing to um some of the patriarchal bullshit that we're trying to, that, mm. that, that the whole art form was created to help us like get out of. Yeah. What yeah. is feminist trans inclusive drag? <laughs> yeah. Go. <laughs> what? Like what, is, what does that look like? Yeah. It's interesting. And it's such an interest. I always, when I can't decide how to think about something, I go through the lens of fable. So like how, what, what do we 
what does drag teach Fable about what it means to yep. dress as a girl, yep. to yep. dress yep. as yep. a woman? Like, what yep. does she learn about what it means to be a woman mm-hmm. through? And and part of me really is a big advocate for the separation of drag and femininity. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're necessarily the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. think that that's a really important. I think drag mm-hmm. is an incarnation of mm-hmm. specific aspects of femininity. Yeah. And I think that drag can be a really beautiful access point to femininity. But I don't think that drag yet in its current form is a an all-inclusive picture of what it means to be feminine. Yeah. I think there's a lot of diversity within femininity as well mm-hmm. that I don't see, <laughs> I know, shocker, that I don't see represented on drag race mm-hmm. as often. Yeah. Um, so what is it, what is, what does this culture, how do I balance teaching fable that being a girl doesn't mean mm-hmm. you have to wear heels and glitter mm-hmm. and a lot of makeup yeah. and also this is <laughs> what yeah. it means for like our friends who are doing this to embrace this side of themselves yeah. that is this feminine thing and to put on the 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 gender identifiers of womanhood mm-hmm. this is when she is her when mm-hmm. she looks like this but this is not what you as her need to look like and mm-hmm. how to walk that tightrope it's just on it's just ongoing and yeah. I, I don't know yeah. i don't know how it all works i think about it being like so larger than life and that feeling of like drag is so fun and like yeah. i mean and i i have had to have that same like that conversation with myself like for most of my life about how things like makeup and fun clothes and th- all of that is fun like I only do it when it's fun I can't Mm. I don't do it when it's not fun if it's not fun then why the hell are we doing this you know and so just kind of that context of like I love like how fun drag is I mean how fun it looks you know it's creative and it's fun and it's exciting and I don't have to do it and I don't have also I don't have to wear makeup at all you know (laughs) you know and just um I wear lipstick now because I think it's fun especially because I'm wearing a mask half the time and nobody knows that I'm on (laughs) lipstick but that feeling of like is it is it I don't know maybe is it fun is it always the marker but just in that context of like of makeup and what does it mean to be those those gender markers of makeup Mm -hmm. and and um dresses and glitter and everything that that hey we we do that when it makes us feel when mm. it makes us feel good yeah if it doesn't then don't do it and and uh, like i don't know i feel like there's something in just that like yeah. if we could just accept that what we what we do when we're doing drag when we're being ourselves in the world mm-hmm. when we're doing whatever because it makes me feel good if we yeah. could just like embrace that as a value for mm-hmm. humans, yeah. which we, that, that's the thing, right? Like so much of my internal mm. uh, stuff I have to fight against, against is, is the idea that if I'm happy right now, or if yeah. this is making me feel good, I better I'd be on a high alert. Run. Like what's, right. where's yeah. the sin? Where is yeah. it? <laughs> um, if it feels good, you're sitting. Oh, yeah. no, I'm experiencing well, pleasure. Because only heaven is supposed to be that place, and that's yeah. next and not now. Like, that's yeah. just, yeah. We're, we're supposed to be persecuted and, and trials and tribulations. That's just the way it's supposed to be. And so that is so programmed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so hell? <laughs> we got to get rid of hell? <laughs> Maybe if Healthier. we could smash hell, the patriarchy would just go down with it. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> that would be nice. 
but but I, I think there's something in that that, that answers or not answers but begins to like address some yeah. of these issues it's yeah. like like if you're talking to fable and you're like does does it feel good right like what yeah. is your body what's your body feeling right now what's yeah. your reaction mm-hmm. um what's inside of you what's uh, those those kinds of questions that you we do not address right. we, we did yeah. not address in certainly my evangelical upbringing um, right yeah well, and it all, I think it all tumbles back to that collapse of the binary. Just mm-hmm. that like, these are not girly things. Mm-hmm. These are mm-hmm. fun things. These yeah. are things that, these are flamey's things that yeah. make, that make her, yeah. her feel good. This is flamey. Yeah. This yeah. is not Matthew being a girl. Yeah. This is flamey being flamey. Yes. And that's a totally different posture. Mm-hmm. And part of it is just like culturally, societally, we ain't all the way there yet. No. So as much yeah, as we yeah. can create that within mm-hmm. like the way we talk to our kids, I love you know, was it Ruse turn the volume up thing? Like drag is just turning up the volume on yeah. whatever it is that you Yeah, it doesn't, what is it? Are. She says it doesn't um, change who you are. It reveals who you are. Right, yeah. yeah. And I love I love that if drag is just like the, the amplified expression of whatever's mm-hmm. happening in you. I think that that's absolutely beautiful. But I think a lot of it is... Most of the places where I feel tired are not because of a flaw that exists within drag mm-hmm. or drag yeah. culture but it's because of a flaw that still exists over here in external culture <laughs> that yeah. like we haven't quite once this goes like this then this thing doesn't sting as much i'm doing things with yeah. my hands that are really for, helpful for the listeners for karen is balancing i'm doing <laughs> i am doing the scales of justice um and that like when it is not, when it becomes mainstream, not necessary for a woman to wear makeup to look professional mm, in the workplace, yeah, right? Yeah. Like when we get there, the makeup thing becomes like, and we're getting there. We're getting True, there yeah. all of the time. I love now that we have non-binary and obvious and like obviously male identifying models that mm-hmm. are showing up in makeup mm-hmm. ads yes, now. Like yes. that I think helps that. Yeah. That's beautiful. And that is pushing that. But part of it is just waiting for this to... Come on up on this side so, <laughs> so that it, it normalizes a little bit when uh, when makeup is just makeup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then I think we've then I think we we will have gotten somewhere, and that just takes time. And mm-hmm. I think that all of these things help that to happen. I think they're all they're all steps in that direction. Vital, 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 beautiful steps in that direction. Hey, heathens, I wanted to pop in and point you to our Patreon. That's right, podcasts cost money, as Karen likes to sing to the tune of some 90s Christian song that I never heard. The point is, we love our Patreon supporters. Y'all keep us going month to month. You help us bring in amazing guests. You uh, you help us create conversations like this one around drag and gender and identity and what did Ben call it, the, the mindfuck of misogyny? Yes, that is what we do. And our Patreon supporters make it possible. This week or a month or whenever you're listening to this episode, we have taken a little excerpt of our conversation around the table, actually, the four of us, and we've made it a Patreon exclusive. You can only get it on our Patreon account. So uh, we, we, we dove into some of the language that gets used, particularly in drag culture, um, that has been historically used to demean and belittle and oppress women in particular and uh we talk about (laughs) that use uh, of those words and um 
how casual it can be, but, but really what's underlying all of that. And it's a particularly, uh, in my opinion, provocative bit of conversation. And we want you to hear it um, just as much as we want you to be a Patreon supporter. <laughs> See what I did there. Check it out. Um, three bucks a month. You can join at the Trinity level. Three, Trinity, get it? Ha ha, tongue in cheek. That's what we do here at Heathen. Um, we'd love to have you. Uh, we'd like I said, we love our Patreon supporters. We provide little exclusives and behind the scenes and tidbits to them, and we'd love for you to be one of those folks. So head on over, patreon.com slash heathenpodcast. Can't wait to see you over there and give you this exclusive snippet. Now, back to the rest of this conversation. So the the goal, the beautiful moment would be to we to, when we can just walk around the world being the thing that we yeah, are right. um, the thing that makes us happy, the thing that that makes us feel whole or or whatever, like the thing that in that moment feels yeah. cool like that's that's fine too. It doesn't yeah. need to be a identity or a lifestyle choice or any of those things without it being some kind of political statement, some Mm -hmm. kind of, um, uh, risk without there being a risk Mm -hmm. associated. I mean, I think, I I think a lot, especially in the past year about what it must be like to be black. I like, Mm -hmm. there's so much in that that I just can't even begin to grasp because for the first half of my life, I was, I, I could hide the thing that, that, you know, would uh, made me happy would have made me joyful but it the risk was too great so Mm. i I just didn't yeah like when we can be who we are color of our skin Mm -hmm. (laughs) clothes that we wear um and and not have it be the political statement right like then i don't know not have to be an activist yeah, mm-hmm. to not to be yeah. an activist yeah. because I because I, I want to wear something that is, yeah. is a color or has a certain way it drapes around my body. Like, yeah. <laughs> like Jesus. Like everything I'm doing is not a political statement. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I move through the world with this identity doesn't yeah. mean I wanted to be a revolutionary when I grew up. Right. right? Like that's the. Yeah. And I feel like that's just right across the board, like of everything. All right? the things. Oh yeah. Because yeah. Uh, you know. I'm an emotional person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I'm an Enneagram four. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that I've spent years fighting that. And even, you know, up until as recent as probably last year, I was struggling with how to you know, even identify as an Enneagram four, because mm-hmm. when I kind of look at all the stuff, there's that internalized hatred that says you're too much for the world. Yeah. And, and so kind of this feedback that we're kind of getting um, in this project was just throwing me for a loop because it was sending me back to this moment in my childhood where I was getting the message of I was just too much. Yeah. Mm. And, and I think that's, that's the experience you're talking about, Flammy, yeah, that's the experience that you've had in the world. And said, like, it's just for all of us who don't fit this cookie cutter straight down the line, like, fit, you know, one size fits all well. Like, that's just not what it is. The, the point of life is that none of us are the same as anyone else and <laughs> yeah. and that we all have this beauty inside of us and kind of there that we should be able to just exist yeah. without yeah. having to qualify anything without having to kind of put a disclaimer on it we should just be able to exist full stop yeah right full stop yeah yeah not, not there yet nope <laughs> no. 
We ain't. Yeah. yeah. It's it's hard because I think with, well, I think about like, I'm constantly having to remind myself that like, my emotions are okay. I spend a lot of time like, not knowing how to be angry and saying, I'm not mad. <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm just, yeah. whatever. And finally having a therapist say, that's anger and that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and just being able to like name those places. So then trying to find the places where I get, when my kids get really overwhelmed and then I want to fix it really fast because I don't want them to be like, but I'm like, no, it's okay. Like, it's okay for you to be angry. You can't hurt somebody. But like, that's really me like parenting myself oh all my the time gosh. just to say like, it's okay if you're sad. Like, you're allowed to be sad. You can't hurt people because you're upset about this. You can't hit somebody. You can't do those. That's where this, there's a line there. But you are allowed to be sad, angry, frustrated, overwhelmed. Like, yeah. but I have to, like, say, I say those things out loud all the time. And I, I feel like most of the time I'm saying them to myself because mm-hmm. my emotions have been, like, they're too much for people mm-hmm. in the past. And, you know, that was the, the narrative that, you get like about like you're never gonna get married because you're too emotional emotional, or you're too you know like you and so having to like reframe like no i'm okay just yeah all in who i am and my emotions are okay and like all of who i am is okay like and teaching that to humans other humans we we all have like a too much you know thing right that we've that that a part of us that just was not if it's not properly channeled (laughs) in the world then it's too much like it and i think about i think about it a lot with um because i i had that the same experience as an enneagram eight ben that i Mm. like i all often felt like my emotions were not welcome and they're so powerful and strong and, and in my body like too. Yeah. So it would like urgh, the shaking and the, the uh, I still have that as mm-hmm. a, a reaction. Just the, the bodily, I don't know what to do with it. Like, where does it go? I can't, yeah. it's not allowed. It's not allowed, but it's here. It's in me. Mm-hmm. I'm not allowed. Like, yeah. and yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> I just get so pissed off when I see fucking sports on TV. Cause I'm like, those dudes, Assholery. Like, there's so much <laughs> assholery <laughs> happening yeah. on this field with this particular ball and that net. <laughs> this and that, particular that, ball. I don't know, but there, I, I do know assholery when I see it, and yeah. that's allowed. And pe- and not just allowed, it's cheered, and it's like, yeah. that's the appropriate place for. I'm like, yeah. y'all have emotions too. Yeah. yeah. You just, because you're the patriarchy, you found a, a way to, like, you, you made it acceptable in that way. And, yeah, and, right. and But because I don't fit into that. Like yeah, yeah. I can't. I can't, I can't just, also like. <laughs> it's not just sports though. It's rock and roll. Yeah, like men have been getting on stage and yeah. peacocking for a long, long time mm-hmm. now, and 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 wandering around stage just being larger than life versions yeah. of themselves. Yeah. Like let's get like a stack of martial amps to the ceiling. Like <laughs> it, that's allowed for yeah. some people and not for others. Like yeah. that's bullshit. And honestly, that is part of the sanctity and safe havenry of drag. It's like yeah. I can be big as I fucking want, yeah. and um, and it's. Not, and it's not just okay it's like cheered it's and embraced and accepted and it's part of it it's like this is where we're gonna do this like right. let these emotions fly so yep. yeah 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 that's interesting it's interesting to hear that perspective too because i think for me i often 
I often view the masculine experience from my, like the experience of male identifying people as taking up lots of space in the world mm-hmm. and like being angry and ranting and just not hesitating to take up space. And, and so it's interesting. It's interesting to hear like the places where that doesn't feel like, mm-hmm. like that's a thing that you're allowed yeah. to do because that's a feeling I certainly relate to. Yeah. And it's funny because even as we're all talking about this and all the emotions are okay, there is still part of my brain that audits and is like, well, like, yes, all of the emotions are okay. And we have to like hold space for other people and figure out how to not be. There is a, there is a, I think there is a place where anger can own you and Mm. depression can own you and your, your emotions can, Mm -hmm. can obviously get disproportionate and get to a place Mm. where they are controlling your life and creating just like anything good. Mm -hmm. You can have too much of anything good and get to the point where, so then how do we teach babies? How do we teach little kids? Like it's, it's great. You are totally okay to be angry. And if you're angry all of the time, we might need to look at where that's coming from. But guess why you're going to be angry all of the time? (laughs) (laughs) Because no one talks to you about your anger. Right. What's the thing where we're like, okay, here's how we teach you how to do this well. Like right, how do we yeah. how do we teach you how to do this well? And I, I think we need more, honestly, I think we need more of the smash shit spaces. I <laughs> yeah. love that. I love that like I love with Fable to do some of the things where like we're really angry, like let's just throw stuffed animals mm-hmm. at the wall. Like right. let's just do I think we don't do enough of the silly embodiment mm, of anger, yeah. the harmless embodiment of it, that like just like little thrill with thing right because yeah. i think sometimes you just have to move through it yeah. and smash yeah. something and then you wind up laughing mm-hmm. you know because like smashing a stuffed animal is funny it's yeah. a silly yeah. thing to do and if we could just do more of that and just yeah. go in it all the way for a few minutes then yes. maybe yes you don't spend your whole childhood right just yeah. trying to get it yeah. out well, of you isn't that i mean is that what a drag show is it's like here's our designated time we're yeah. gonna be fucking ridiculous yep. mm-hmm. like we're gonna let it out yeah isn't that what a Sports game is. Yep. <laughs> like, yes, a football sp- game is. Like, here's the designated time. Yes. Are we advocating for more sports I'm not, games? I'm not, listen, I'm not against your sports balls. I, I don't want to stop you from playing them. I don't care that there are organized teams around it. I just want it to be healthy. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. all. Well, when, you, when, you, when you finish up the sports game, you go out and burn cars in the car, car parking yeah. lot. Then you're just like, whoa, because there was an lost. appropriate time <laughs> right. for you to get that stuff out. And right. this was not it. And that's right. not cool. Well, yeah. And a lot of times when I'm mad, I just need to go on a walk. Like that's the thing I need right, to do. Right. I'm really mad. I just need to move my body move because body. I know that this anger thing that I'm feeling, a, is is out of proportion mm-hmm. for whatever's going yeah. on. I know that a lot of times I'm angry about shit that's not really that big of a deal, but it feel I'm a, I have a lot of different things and it feels really big to me at the moment, and that's totally valid. And probably the best thing for me to do is just be left right. alone and go on a walk and come back and then just be like, I have now shaken my sillies out. I feel a little better. My little fight or flight. <laughs> my little fight or flight hormones have like chilled yeah. the fuck out yeah. in my brain. Yeah. I have a little bit more of my rational brain and a little less of my animal brain. <laughs> and now I can talk. Yeah. And I think, but even just the, it is a skill set to be aware of yes. that, to say, excuse me, I need to go and take myself on a walk and to be willing to take that space from people. Even people are like, no, you stay and you talk to me about this. And like, nope, right. I need to walk away. Like all of those things are skills that we weren't necessarily given. Right. Nope. Yeah. And I think so. that's one of the things like, instead of being taught how to deal with our emotions, especially when we're younger, 
in church you just are told you're just wrong for it. you're just not allowed to be those things and so i mean that was my experience like that you know you just aren't allowed to be (laughs) and so or you are um, just don't just don't just stop you know and including being sad and like yeah all the knock the the dark negative slash you know mm-hmm, yeah I'm, I'm putting those in air quotes the negative emotions yeah you're, you're just supposed like, to be no, full no. of of self-control of patience and humbleness and gentleness joy, and humbleness and gentleness. joy. Mm. And and just like, peace patience kindness yeah goodness when we worship a god who destroyed the world by a flood because he was pissed off yeah we don't talk about it like that. I don't. Ben. I don't think that really. <laughs> Hello. I don't think that really We're happened. We're supposed to talk about the promise, <laughs> the rainbow, just the rainbow. Don't talk about hell. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> Jesus will save you from it, so you don't have to just, go there. Never mind right. that it was created in the first place. Yeah. So just not not knowing how to move through those things, instead you're just like, oh, that like whenever anything bad happens or anything hard happens, you're just supposed to like be better and feel better about right. it and so instead you just that's where we get spiritual yeah. bypassing yes that's because the word I was looking for repressing yeah. things pathologizes the shit out of them yeah. this is what we know this is why sex is such yeah. a big deal right with right. the church is because when you repress something you become obsessed with it mm-hmm. so if you're like nope don't think about a pink elephant then everybody like, thinks about the pink elephant that. right like Ooh. you can't it's help so it cute. Because, <laughs> because mine wasn't cute you <laughs> say to a kid don't be angry yeah right and instead like you know and and i recognize it takes a lot of work mm-hmm. it makes so much work so much to harder. work through your own shit to kind of <sighs> get healthy and then like you know yeah if you are parenting people then trying to figure that out or fix it because they're bigger now and you're like mm-hmm. oh god i've been doing this my for 10 years and now mm-hmm. i have to try to shift and shift uh, switch gears like it takes a lot of work yeah mm-hmm. i think this is work. why i want to see some of this good stuff on television like if we're gonna have mm-hmm. reality drama and yeah. we're gonna yeah. put real people in really fucked up situations let's also like help them kind of work through that put stuff. a mediator like, in untucked like just put Come a qualified on. mediator in the room to help them have these conversations. And right. think about the times when there has been quote unquote a mediator. Remember right. when Whoopi, somebody volu- Whoopi yeah. came oh, in? Whoopi. It's so much better. It's <laughs> so incredible. And Whoopi then like all of a sudden you've got growth happening oh God, and healing yeah. and people are crying <laughs> yeah. and hugging each other. I love yeah. that. This is yeah. where I think Survivor has, has realized that when they actually have a, re- uh, sorry, blame me. Uh, but where, where returning players come back on, they're different people because they watch themselves on television the first time mm. and they're like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. And, and sure, it's not, a, you know, a lot, a lot of them talk about sure. that actually wasn't a version of, that's a version of me. So in the same way that drag is like a version totally. of you, like yeah. you're out here to play and a lot of right. ha- people come with these ideas of, I'm the bad guy, I'm going to be the villain. And they play it up when really they're these really sweet, family people back home mm-hmm. but it's really fascinating when people come back on and see that growth and survivor i think has really tried to kind of make themselves into reality with each other it's about this growth hmm. and i think that's really intriguing to me because i'm kind of like all of us that i'm trying to do this on a daily basis look at something in, you know in the last day or two or the weeks and actually kind of figure out am i growing am i evolving am i kind of becoming a better human yeah. or am i just sitting there and i think it's it's for me it at times when I'm kind of watching something, watching a really horrible fight on Drag Race, there's that t- that part of me inside that's just like, ah, I feel bad for that person because mm-hmm. I feel like they're actually, that pathology, the thing that they're trying to work through, their damage, that's that's selling, that's putting people in seats. Like they're yeah. kind of, we're, we're selling that kind it's of the that, their trauma. Yeah. And I'm like, that's, 
I, I feel bad. I, I want to make sure that those queens are okay. I make yeah. sure that they mm. feel loved. Not that they come, you know, often when they come back, they're like, I was depressed yeah. for yeah. months afterwards. Yeah. And I kind of, I basically started drinking or like, I'm like, oh, I, I want people to have, I want mm. every experience in life, people to feel okay and mm. held and nurtured. That really is all reality TV is, is the arena. Like these are emotional mm. gladiators now instead of like the yep. hand-to-hand combat and the actual death. It's just like, who can... The drama is the is the we woo we like to watch it you know yeah I was trying to we think like of to watch there's it. a there's a show on Netflix I was trying to find it I can't find the name of it and it's these drag queens that come and they what you know the name of it surely uh, are, someone into the hometowns yeah they go into yeah. their yeah. Hometown. we are here we are one. here yeah oh, okay yes yeah. it's on like, HBO. Oh, that's HBO, why you couldn't find that's it. Why yeah. I couldn't find it. Okay. I did. I'm like, I don't remember where I watched anything. But so yeah. So the show where they like go into these hometowns and they like, every time I'm just like, Ooh, oh, us too, us yeah. too. We haven't even finished it because yeah. like it's so it takes emotional. so much to it's get through so an episode. Much. Yes, but I love it. I love that they like they're using this amazing platform to like go in and like be with these people and just. I feel like it's just elevating. Like yeah. every time yeah. I watch it, it yeah. feels elevating. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I like, I don't know. It's just good for humanity. It's like someone sat down and was like, what if we use drag queens for good and not just <laughs> assholery yeah. fights? Yeah. <laughs> right. 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 We, I feel like assholery is cumbersome. We might need to work on this a little bit. <laughs> I'm, I'm liking like, it. Yeah. Okay, great. Great, 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 great. Assholery fights. I like it. Because uh, uh, I'm like, maybe it needs to be on Netflix so that more people will watch it because I'm just like, yeah, it's such a, it's such a good like yeah. feeling at the end of like all oh, these people, their lives are being like elevated and pushed forward, and it's like I love it. I just love yeah. how they're and queer eye, mm-hmm. oh, yes. same thing. You know, not just dressing someone up to make them look good to really start to like take care of their soul. Like, what are you needing? What are you missing? Including just, I mean, everyone needs a karama in their life to sit down with them <laughs> and, and take them to church. You know? I need a karama in so. my life for sure. So. And all of his jackets. If you bring all of his jackets. <laughs> also, I need to be dressed. Karamo, come and bring all of your jackets. Yeah. Thanks. Agreed. I guess we came to this conversation talking about drag spirituality like and i don't i don't i know that was just something we're throwing around but like how has drag informed your like internal interior life you as a person do you feel like it has changed you no pressure i'm hiding behind my pop filter (laughs) it looks looks cool uh yeah yes I'm just going to leave you a nice long chunk of silence to edit out here later, Ben. (laughs) Here for it. Um, Flamey Grant, right? Obviously a cheeky little wink to my upbringing with an an evangelicalism and Amy Grant was, you know, my Madonna. Like that because I had no access to a Madonna or a Cher or whatever other queer icon you would like to insert. Um... I should have known by picking that name that, like, I was destining Flamey for this, like, some kind of uh, engagement with spiritual life. I didn't want that. I just, like, I literally, 
was so pleased to just have, especially when I just first started and was just buried in hours, hours deep of YouTube makeup tutorial videos and things like that. I mean, all I cared about at that point was just like, like the joy it brought me to like draw a pretty line around my eye. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I learned how to do that. Like, I wasn't thinking about everything we've talked about here, like <laughs> intersectionality. You know, like, I was just like, look at the glitter. It did it. It's like, yay. Like, oh, and the light catches it. And I did a good job. Um, but you are living in a binary world. <laughs> so you but have to deal with all of this girl. shit. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, my word. So, so <laughs> the, um, I guess the thing that has been surprising and also like should have been a duh, like not that surprising, <laughs> is that there is like this weird place where where people are <laughs> somehow drawn to flamey in order to discuss these these yeah. matters and the and and to like talk about their church trauma and <laughs> like yeah. i loved flamey grant in youth group let me tell you what youth group did to me <laughs> um yeah. or not flamey amy grant mm-hmm. um you know uh, so yeah i'm i have i think initially begrudgingly resigned to the fact that like flamey is like there's this spiritual component and obviously then i brought her on to heathen and i'm like okay let's just marry my worlds let's just <laughs> it's let's, easier let's just have our, our spirituality and our drag and all of it just intersect mm-hmm. and um so i think that part of it has even been more recent i, I think than just even the like awakening to the fact that i like eyeliner um uh is is realizing that there's more going on <laughs> you know even deeper yeah. beneath the makeup mm-hmm. um so i i this is where i'm just like processing like yeah. in the moment out loud things i haven't even like talked talked about yet really um but i mean i guess I, I, like our thing, Karen and I in particular have said in a lot of recent episodes, like, like I believe that with you, that thing that you just told me about mm-hmm. aliens or, you know, the something su- supernatural or, or um, like, I just believe that with you in this moment because it just, I see what it's doing for you and I see the, mm-hmm. the good that it's, like the joy that it's sparking in your life. And so um, I guess... It, it kind of I, it kind of applies to my experience with Flamey as well just um, it makes like it makes me want to believe in things that I, I that me as Matthew had mm-hmm. so like shut myself off to it was just mm-hmm. like oh god there's no there's nothing to the idea that I, I don't know even a, just the concept of a deity or a whatever spiritual presence. <laughs> I can't even talk like, ugh, you know, like yeah. I just I feel icky even like, like broaching it um, because I feel like it's <laughs> on some level. I feel like, is this a betrayal of the path I've been on? You know, like a heathen, come on. And, and yet I, as, as I interact with Flamey myself and as, as Flamey then interacts with the world around her, it's like, um, I just see like these little 
glimmers of um, hope that people have that mm. like maybe there's maybe there is a place for me in in spirituality or even in God forbid Christianity like maybe mm. there is a place for me in that world. Um, it comes back to the, the the story around the the song that that we sing at Sojourn that we wrote um, Good Day where it's mm. um, it was inspired by a group of people who a, a queer a queer group um, that was part of a church it's like it's like you know you have your life groups and this happened to be a <laughs> queer life group because this happened to be a cool church um, <laughs> and the the folks in the room who were just like I. I'm here trying to reconcile my faith and my spirituality because I, I know that um, my presence in this space, <laughs> unfortunately, is, is a political act, right? Like, it, yeah. and, and it, it is a thing of, but there's some power behind that as well. It's like, if I'm in this space, then someone else who is not out yet or hasn't, you know, is, is dealing with their own stuff and they see me like taking up the space here and, mm-hmm. Um, advocating on behalf of people like them. If I if I were to leave, then that's not there. That's gone. Then there's a vacuum, and someone else could come in and you know, make it harder for the next generation of, of folks. So I think I think that's the that that moment has always inspired me ever since it happened, and and it's a large part of why I still even engage in publicly in any of the spiritual discussion because I would so Matthew would so much rather just shut it down I don't like I I (laughs) there was like there was a point in heathens history where after like a year after I started I was just like okay I don't want to do this anymore like people people want to talk to me about spirituality why do they want to do that because I started a podcast about spirituality (laughs) I don't understand where did you guys come from oh they're everywhere (laughs) and um and but I guess like that's the 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 thing that kind of has held held me grounded yeah. me in in it for a while is that like there are there are still people and there are still places where the kind of oppression that we have talked about that we grew up mm-hmm. in is still very much alive right, and right. and um practiced and 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 when i see that flamey her just her mere existence just her mere political existence in the world like <laughs> does something uh, to unlock for someone else that mm-hmm. i'm like oh that is a very life-giving thing for me yeah. is a hugely the 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 comment i i got the most I, you know there was a video of, of flamies that kind of went a little bit viral and the comment that had me break down and ball every single time was i feel seen or I, you mm. make me feel safe like people yeah. wrote that like yeah. those exact words and you, like, if you could craft a statement to an enneagram eight <laughs> right. that like would just melt them and and like it would be that statement and I just if that is happening as long as that is happening I'm going to keep doing the damn thing because there's nothing better I don't I don't there's no better experience I've had in the world than someone saying that to me that you make me feel seen or safe like I love that so much and Mm -hmm. yep that's good yeah yeah you're doing it you're doing this thing then you're making people feel seen and safe and there's a whole other group of people who you're you know just modeling being who they being yourself for you know and they yeah. won't feel unsafe they'll they'll never have to feel unsafe because they have you in their world you know yeah. and i think that's 
that's a whole that's a whole other thing yeah. you know like <laughs> to know I don't know I just I love it I love that there's this that you are doing that for people you know and mm. just by deciding to even do it so later so much later so in life you know later. like to just know like okay you're like there's no too late to be yeah. yourself yeah. yeah right I love that yeah. That was a really long winding answer to mm-hmm. your, your question. I have a much shorter one actually. So <laughs> it, it, it turns out that we want to, if we want to cut that one out or whatever, we can. The, the, the other, the other bit that about being flamey that is like helping me spiritually, I think. Is the shoes. Is the shoes. <laughs> it is. You, it, it, it's, it's, it is. It's the shoes. It's all of it because it's, because it is such a weird like statement and political act and risk to do these things by going all in on it and just being bold with it. Mm-hmm. I think the more I do it, the, the, the more I feel comfortable letting me, Matthew, be myself mm. yeah, more and more. And it's like such a freaking, we've already talked about all the things we have to unpack. It's still a very long journey and there's so much, um, I'm, I'm just gonna, it's gonna take me a long time to figure out. I'm trying to figure out like gender stuff for myself. Yeah. I, I haven't ever been compelled to think about that <laughs> until, yeah. until I really went all in with, with Flamey and I was like, oh, this is, this is unlocking things for me. And, and if, if something that is classified as like performance art, whatever, whatever we call what you want to call drag, then can like come back into just my being and who I am in my day-to-day life and help, um, just help me feel more at home and comfortable in my own skin, my own body. Then I think that's a win. I think that's a good thing. Um, I don't know what it is yet. It's, it's hard. Like it's really hard to like ask those questions um, and be like, dude, do I want to start using different pronouns at age 38? Like that's, yeah. that, that's, I've been he, him for a very long time. It doesn't feel like, you know, I don't know. I don't know if it's necessary or, or a thing yeah. that, but it's a question to ask. Mm-hmm. Like, right. and yeah. I never would have even thought to ask it. Um, yeah. I think that's the liberating thing, right? Mm-hmm. To be, even have the freedom to ask that question <laughs> is mm-hmm. so beautiful and delightful. Yeah. Like it doesn't make, it makes sense to me. Everything you just shared makes so much sense to me because I, at this stage in my life, am, am trying to figure out why I'm still obsessed with certain things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just because I think that's the things that have always been there. And, and there's certain things like right now I'm in the middle of finishing off a Good Friday record. Like, and, and, and I don't believe half that shit anymore. Mm-hmm. But why is this like record speaking to me? Oh, and, I, and, I, and I think there is yeah. something about, you know, I, as you were speaking, all I kept on seeing was this big dividing wall that's between what the church is and what the church isn't yeah. mm-hmm. and and just flamey grant going straight through that wall yeah. and being just like it doesn't matter who's in or out that's the whole point yeah. it doesn't matter what's christianity what's not what's spirituality what's not all that is bullshit all that is just terminology we've built up to to keep the fear and the us and them the control yeah. Yeah. and that doesn't really matter like i'm someone who i think will be always on the path of some sort of spirituality yeah. right. you know and and what is nice about knowing that is it stops the panic like I have panicked mm. my entire life, just bouncing from thing to thing from, you know, like Christadelphian to evangelicism for like five seconds and then to Franciscan theology. And it was almost as if I was trying to find this thing desperately. Mm. And it's just right now where I'm at, I'm just like, I don't know. 
and yeah. I just don't care. Yeah. But it's but it's yeah. important to me. So on some sort of level, so I'm just dabbling over here and dabbling mm-hmm. over there and kind of finding a bit of, you know, beauty in everything and a bit of magic in the entire world. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole entire point. So it makes sense to me that that in, in Flamey Grant, in that journey that you've been on, that you're just reconciling, you know, what is it? It's classic, you know, Bible thing, you're reconciling the world to God. It's like you're reconciling Matthew to your world. Like you're reconciling yeah. Flamey to your world. Like you're bringing all the pieces together yeah. and you get the fucking right to do that because it's your life yeah. and your yeah. story. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, yeah. being able to smash down binaries is just about taking apart all of the walls we keep on building yeah. around all the categories <laughs> and just being like, cool. And if that's not who you are in nine months' time, who also cares? Yeah, yeah. You know, you can you can try you a pron- like. pronoun on, and, and yep. if it just doesn't feel all, all of that kind of fulfilling or the, or the entire story, that's okay. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to know what my favorite wrecking ball is right now? My favorite wall smashing wrecking ball. Besides Miley Cyrus. <laughs> Besides Miley Always. Cyrus. Uh, mix the prefix mix instead of Mister, Mrs., Ms. Just using the MX. Mm. as a just a gender free <laughs> like a completely mm. neutral because so many problems are resolved by if everyone wow. just started using mix because it's also like the ownership thing where you go from ms to mrs because mm. now you are mrs benjamin gilmore you know yeah. and like this whole thing solves that gets rid of all of that gets rid of like uh, a female identifying a human being Mission. determined by her marital status, mm. whereas it doesn't change for the dude in the relationship, right? Mm. And like just this little, this little MX just mix. I, you just taught me that. I didn't know I that. Didn't that know that was it is before. my favorite thing I learned. So it's the, the same function time. as like Latinx. It does the same. It's it, yeah, it, X, except you X would just replaces. use it in place of Mister, Mrs. Oh, Ms. I love it. I love it, and and I love it because. Everyone could just start using it because it applies to everybody. It doesn't have anything to do with your, I mean, it could have something to do with whether or not you prefer neutral pronouns. Of course, that's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. But it also doesn't have to. to. You don't have to make any choices about it at all. It's Mm -hmm. just free of gender. (laughs) It just is. I like it. It's gone beyond it. It's it's not making a choice at all. It makes me so happy. So I think maybe heathens we should all consider <laughs> just using it because it's fun i'm down it'd be neat i'm here for it yeah, totally i'll use down. it it's so, fun i think yeah. the bottom line of this conversation has been destroy every wall destroy every label knock it all down <laughs> <It's Yes>. just, <laughs> like, enjoy the magic yeah, none, none of it is real none of it, yeah. it is, unless unless we believe it to be real so you can change your beliefs make all the mountains plains <laughs> <laughs> oh boy <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.